You are listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Tips, tricks, and stories on how to succeed in sales and life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. I am Aaron Rector, your host and confidence coach and business strategist. So excited to have Eric Brown with me today. Eric is a U.S. Army veteran, former Green Beret, and now the founder and CEO of Imperio Consulting. Welcome, Eric. Thanks, Aaron. Super excited to be here today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so excited to have you on the show. And first of all, I want to say thank you so much for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. So who is Eric Brown? Well, you already hit it. So did 24 years in the Army, 20 of those years in U.S. Army Special Forces. So it allowed me to uh, travel, uh, work all over the world. I think with the Army, you got me to 27 different countries. Uh, you would think with that, learn a lot of different things from uh, different folks and different perspectives. Absolutely. Uh, also grew up as a military brat, as you call it. So <laughs> nothing's changed. I've never lived anywhere longer than uh, three years. Wow. Mo- moved. I'm 43 now. So comes up on that three-year mark. I get itchy of like where I Time where to go. <laughs> so now that I'm retired, I don't know if that'll change or not. But yeah, just grew up all over the world. I think that's really, really pushed me into going be a Green Bray and Special Forces to continue that and continue meeting people and helping people from uh, different places. That's awesome. So can you share with us, what was your favorite place to live? Oh, man. Well, Aaron, that's tough, tough, tough. Favorite place to live. Or you could do top three, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It all comes down to like perspective, what period of my life I was in, right? I really enjoyed my time saying, was that middle school years, lived in Berlin, Germany. Wow. Uh, so, and that was uh, the time when the Berlin Wall fell down. Oh, wow. So was there when the wall was up, when the wall came down, a wall after. So That's awesome. That's that was- a really special time to have been there. That's really cool. Yeah, so that that's a great memory, a great place to live, especially, you know, I don't know what I was, 11, 12 years old, running around downtown Berlin, Germany, different times, right? Right. <laughs> awesome. Then I would say Peru, uh, Lima, Peru was a great place. Awesome food, awesome people. That's awesome. You know, the city one day, the jungle, desert, beach, they have it all. It's got it all, right? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Top two. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So talk to us a little bit about, so you were in uh, the army for 24 years, I think you said. So when you retire, what made you decide to start a business? Coming out of 24 years, what do you do, right? You picked your first job at 18 and then you stuck with it for 24 years. So what do you do now, right? We always say uh, where I work out, what we're going to do when we grow up. Right. Uh, I had a little bit of help with the uh, Honor Foundation, which is a nonprofit that helps special operations soldiers transition into the you know private sector. Going through that, I was linked up with a, an amazing mentor who's still my mentor now, Guy Hart, the CEO of Plus Delta Partners. And through his mentorship and guidance, I finally figured out after 24 years of being told what to do, that I wanted to do my own thing my own way and still be able to help people, right? So awesome. you have that double bottom line where you can feed your family, but at the same time, be able to help others. So that's why I decided to start Imperio to take the scar tissue and the all the positive experiences of being on high-performing teams and translate that over to the private sector and help those folks. You know, now with the last what two years now of COVID being dispersed, 
<laughs> try to bring them back together and show we all do better as a team and take our experiences and bring in my, you know, colleagues and friends over the years that I know that are amazing, give them the opportunity to share their experience to help others and also have them be more integrated in the private sector. Cause we all live what I call in our own little bubbles, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you only know what you know and the people that you know. Exactly. So I'm trying to expand that out so more people realize what special operations men and women offer and also show the people within special operations how many amazing people they are in the private sector. That's awesome. And I wanted to touch real quick. I love the fact that you have a business with a purpose. And I know that everyone has their purpose, right? For having their business and entrepreneurship. But I just, I think that it's fantastic that you really have a mission uh, associated with your business. So first of all, I wanted to mention that, but then also, so how do you go about tying your special operations work into working with teams and corporations? So it all comes down to uh... There's a lot of similarities between special artists from my background of being a Green Beret and those in executives. Both people are very driven. They've been successful in what they've done. Right. If you think a Green Beret, right, they, you have to start off as a, a regular soldier and then volunteer, assess, be selected, go through specialized training to become a Green Beret. Right. If you look at your C-suite executives. They came into a corporation as a junior member. Right. Best trained and essentially being promoted similar to being selected to go to the next level. Right. So those traits and then what we do and achieve on the special forces team, which is normally 12 people that all have to work together. Everyone's part matters, right? From the leader down to the lowest person, everyone for 12 people to go to a foreign country and be self-sustained. Everyone's job matters. Right. the leader has to know sometimes he's not the one going to be in charge because he's not the expert that day. He knows when to take the back seat. That's I would say so important. Yeah. That's such a good the, point. Yeah. Within the private sector, that same thing goes to be said. If the CEO, the chief operations officer, the chief financial officer, if they're not coming together and looking at themselves as that team running that corporation, then they won't be as successful as they could be. And we want to show them what we have been able to do as a small team to be successful, leading, you know, very diverse environments, high stress, and what we deem as make those high payoff decisions, right? So a lot of times we might have made decisions that could have been life or death. Right. I'm not saying that in the private sector, you might have to make those decisions, even though some might if they were in the medical field. Right. But I would say, if you're making that decision on a billion dollar deal, the stress is there. There's, oh. there's people's lives, jobs. And Absolutely. So that same stress and be able to manage that and make the correct decisions and have your team uh, work in unison is what we're trying to bring together. That's so awesome. And that's such a good point. I mean, there are so many correlations between the two. So I think that that's such a good point that you bring up. And it really is super important that teams work together because there, even though sometimes we may think that there is one job more important than the other, there really isn't. And it's very important that everyone comes together and works for the same purpose and the same mission. So I really think what you've put together is really incredible and just such a, a great way to think about, you know, the corporate world and how it relates to what you have, um, have accomplished as a Green Beret. So talk to me about, you know, I'm sure that you get a lot of personalities going on in these different teams and 
So how do you handle maybe, maybe a little bit more of an abrasive personality? So what is your strategy to kind of, you know, make sure that that your point of having that mission in mind, how do you go about making sure that that's at the forefront of the team's mission? A great question, Aaron. You, you're very correct within the world of Green Berets. Every kind of personality comes through from the <laughs> very abrasive to the super friendly. I mean, they come from all walks of life, right? Right. So when you're on that leadership team where you have essentially three people that lead the team, you have uh, a captain who's the officer in charge, a warrant officer who's the assistant commander, right? And then the team sergeant would essentially be your operations uh, officer managing all the personalities. So you got to imagine you got nine more people from the city, the country, <laughs> college degrees, no college degrees, all mixed up. And when you do have that abrasive personality, we call it out immediately. So that what we do is very flat communication. Yeah. We cherish the fact that you can say exactly what you want to say. In a respectful manner. Of course. Yeah. It adds, right. If you right. can always bring a problem as long as you bring the solution with it. Exactly. Uh, so how we deal with those personalities is we all work together. We go to do our, or we did, you know, go do our physical exercise together, you know, running, going to the gym because a little bit of shared stress or uh, pain brings people closer together. True. Uh, ensure that we eat together. And then we attack all the problems together. And that abrasive personality eventually assimilates into the team because he he knows that he's part of a team, right? right. And there's a need for that. And sometimes we cherish those abrasive personalities when we need them. That's the guy we send down the hall when we need right. that kind of personality. Right. Uh, if we don't, we have the really nice guy. Right. Uh, that's the approach. So we try to embrace everyone's individuality yeah. and use uh, a strength, right? and manage it when it's not appropriate. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's so true. I mean, they're all types, right? And they all serve their purpose in their place. So that's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about what types of businesses does Imperio work with? Uh, so Imperio is open to any business that has a team that wants to perform better. So it could be the high performing team that's operating at the optimal level that wants to be that next percentage higher, right? Or it could be that team that's facing challenges that wants to bring it back together and get back to where they want. Right now, we've had we've worked with a medical team from Apiary to help them out with bringing in how do you onboard someone that you never met, right? A teleworker uh, right. that you want to bring onto the team. Oh, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. We have an upcoming um, program in Austin with Arise who does medical equipment for like braces that helps for performance. So if you think of ankle braces, knees and stuff that increase performance. Okay. But you see them as a team because they're only a 20 person company, right? Okay. Wow. To to see what we could do to help them just do that much better. So recently it's been tech companies and medical. And I always joke the medical come to us because they always have to talk to people. So obviously they need to be able to work as a team right? and uh, not to assume, but a lot of people assume that those in the tech field don't talk to that many people. Right. We can help them come together and get away from their computer terminal. Gotcha. That but, my husband's in right. IT. That's why I chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> so. If you want to put it on a scale right now, we're looking at companies, mid-sized enterprise. You're looking from uh, five to a thousand employees. 
Wow. Where they're still small and they still integrate. You know, you're not looking at the Amazon with, you know, 100,000 plus employees, right? Right. That midsize is where we're at. Maybe they're doing, you know, around $100 million in revenue or less. Somewhere in that sweet spot where they've made it past that startup. Right. And now they're starting to compete on, on the playing field. And we try to help them perform better as a team so they can attract talent, retain talent, and get their processes down where they can increase their revenue. Right. That's what we're always trying to help out. Is right. Perform That's, better, yep. increase revenue, and retain talent. Right. Because if, if you're losing talent, you're losing money. Yep. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. You are spot on there. So when you say that you work with businesses between five and a thousand employees now, like, let's say you have a thousand employees, are you working with the entire teams or are you working with smaller teams within that group? What we like to do is first, you know, obviously talk to the company uh, right. and see, see what their challenge or opportunity is, or today's term, their pain point. What, what are they trying to attack with that? We try to break it down and hit it by department, right? Taking those leaders from each department, that type of team, and then taking them through our program and essentially could look something like training the trainer where we give them the skills and skill set at gotcha. their level. And then they and, and that translates track. down into the uh, rest of the company. So if you start at the top, right. working together well as a team, and then let's say you went to your husband's IT section and whoever was in, uh, running that and then bringing it through, but it really comes down to the client and what they need and right. what's going to help them achieve their goals. Yeah, no. And that makes perfect sense. I had another question for you and my brain just uh, went out on me, but that's okay. Oh yeah. So when you are working with these teams, I mean, I know that today we're in a whole different world and there's, you know, challenging times with COVID as, as I'm sitting here with the, uh, I think we're almost all the way through January. And my son has been at school three days because we had COVID outbreaks at school and daycare and all those things. So talk to me about your process in training. Are we, are you doing in-person training or is it more virtual or how does that work? So right now we we're still able to do in-person training. Uh, we take mitigation factors of my whole team is, is vaccinated. You know, that's the person's choice on what they want to do. Right. We're vaccinated because all of us came from the military and we didn't really have a choice. Right. Um, that's good, right? It's right. better for the client. <laughs> but we put those uh, mitigation, right? So we do like work with small teams, right? So we work in the small amount of people. A lot of things we do is outside in the open. Uh, okay. And then we'll have everyone will take a COVID test, you know, within two days of coming. Gotcha. Uh, If we're too close, you know, in a very tight space, we'll wear a mask. But all those code mitigation factors that you would do still like traveling on the plane, we keep everyone safe. Yeah, Uh, of course. We we haven't had any issues with that. Virtually, we could do it. It's just the approach we take would be a little bit different. Right. Uh, but to get right. people to work well on a team, a lot of times it's that in-person touch. That yeah, it's, I think it's happen. more impactful when you're in person, especially right. when you're talking about those team building, you know, exercises and stuff. I think that it would be more, I mean, I just went through a virtual, actually two virtual meetings all day. I mean, they were great, but there, there definitely is that factor that you're missing not being in person for sure. 
So I'm sure that probably a lot of you out there listening have the same thought going through my head when Eric talked about, you know, being outside. So, I mean, what are you doing? Are you guys doing like boot camp type stuff out there or talk to us about your exercises? Yeah. So no, hundred percent not doing any boot camp type things, no rolling in the mud, no carrying heavy logs, any other stereotype that you would would bring to us, uh, (laughs) I don't think many of us liked that when we had to do it going right. through all different training. So now that I can make those decisions, I'm not gonna make anyone else. We do have what we call a stressor, right? To to bring a little bit of stress, but that doesn't have to be physical, right? Uh, right. A lot of times that could be mental stress, time, uh, different factors that we can place to get the the stress going. From what we had said before, bringing that shared experience and having that stress induced builds trust faster. So for only doing a three-day program, it's very important to build that trust. So as we're working with the uh, client, because one thing that uh, Imperio does is you're paired directly up, right? So it's one special operator, one-to-one ratio. And we're working okay. right next to you, opposed to you know your traditional lecture style type training. Okay. Uh, an example, one stressor that we had done, which was kind of on the fly, we did a hike in the Grand Tetons. Wow. And happened upon, they call it jumping rock. I think it's around 30 feet in the air. Or so, but we all just jumped off the rock. That was the, the event. Wow. We brought it together really quickly. Uh, it was not every day you jump off a 30 foot rock into really cold water in the, in the middle of the Grand Tetons. No. Uh, <laughs> I have not, I can say that that much. (laughs) That was an amazing event, but a simpler one we did in Georgia where it was just a a hike along the Appalachian Trail. Ah, yes. Uh, And the stress was a a little, very small kettlebell that per team that you just had to share your kettlebell for the entire hike. Wow. Uh, Passed it back and forth. And no matter how light something is, if you carry it long enough and you So true. I can say that as someone who has hiked quite a bit of the Appalachian Trail, we, I used to do it all the time back in my younger days before I had Lucas, we did a lot of like backcountry camping. So, you know, your backpack that doesn't feel that heavy when you get started Mm -hmm. eight, 10 miles in, or sometimes 20, it gets a little heavy. (laughs) So uh, absolutely. So you just mentioned a couple of things that I was going to ask. I know you've said, you've talked about Austin, you've talked about Georgia. So when you're working with these different teams, do you come to them or do they come to you? A hundred percent. We'll, we'll come to, to the client, right? Wherever you're at, we'll make sure we come, we can come to you right now. Imperial is going to base out of Austin, Texas. Okay. That's where I decided to live after I retired. Nice. Uh, so one is growing city, lots of opportunity, every, yeah. lots of new businesses coming in. And it's a great central location for yeah. both the East Coast, West Coast, and Central America, or those flyover states. Yeah. So. And there's a, a, one of my best friends lives in Texas. There's a lot of tech companies in tech. Well, it seems like everybody right now is in Austin, Texas, but yeah, there's a great opportunity. You know, with Imperio, what are some of the places that you guys have, have traveled to? Do you travel all over the world for Imperio or just uh, really focusing on the, the U.S.? Right now, we've only been within the U.S., so we got out to Wyoming, Austin, Texas, and and Blue Ridge, Georgia so far. Not too far from me. Yeah, awesome. But yeah, anywhere in the U.S., actually the client in February is coming to us in Austin. Um, Oh, awesome. 
that'll, that'll be a little bit different enjoying that. But no one on Imperio is opposed to going anywhere in the world, right? We've traveled the world. So almost, yeah, everyone on my team speaks a second language. So we can, wow. we can figure it out. So if there's someone in, uh, especially in South or Central America, we can definitely go down that way and help them out as well. So talk to us a little bit about your team. Are they all former military members or what is your, the background of your team? So right now, everyone that's on the team as the uh, core facilitators are former special operations. So the Green Berets, right now, primarily it's former Green Berets, and then I have a few female operators that have done different types of jobs within the military. So it's not just a bunch of guys running around, right? It's got to be a little bit diverse. <laughs> right. Uh, so like the exercise or the program in Austin would be a mixture of female operators and uh, former Green Berets. And then as well, I have the opportunity to bring out the mentors. Like I said, Guy Hart, if we ever needed a senior CEO to come out, and Vaughn uh, DeLemoyne, Workspace Creative Work Smart Advantage. Apologize. Yeah, we actually had her on the show a while back. Yeah. Vaughn's amazing. We can always bring out and bring her creativity and some of her Legos within our program. Who doesn't want to play with Legos and be creative, right? (laughs) I love it. I went through it. It's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, I'm so appreciative of you and your time and what you're doing at Imperio and the services that you're providing. Talk to us a little bit more about where we can find you in Imperio and how we could work with you. One of the easiest ways is to reach out at our website. So you have www.imperio-consulting.com. That's the easy way you can read about us, our mission statement, some uh, videos of what we've done. And there's a a section where you can reach out via a simple click. Uh, You can also always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Uh, And we'll also have all of that information posted in the show notes once the show airs. So we'll have your website and all of your information of how to find you guys. So is there anything else that you want to share with the audience before we head out today? No, I was Aaron. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Really appreciate your help of getting the word out of what Imperio is doing. Uh, I'm really appreciative of just the folks that we worked with or who we're going to work with that are giving us the opportunity to uh, help take our experience and share it with them. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. First of all, it's my pleasure. I'm so glad that we connected and that we were able to record today. And, you know, I just think that what you're doing is phenomenal. It really is so important. And I just love when people take their experiences and passions and want to help other people. So I I think that it's phenomenal. Again, thank you so much for your service, everything that you've done for us in our country. I'm really looking forward to see where you go with Imperio. So thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. Thank you for listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you heard, make sure you share with your friends.